episode 814. Over the weekend, Green Bay Packers wide receiver Jordy Nelson hosted his annual charity softball game. To go behind the scenes, we talked to Josh Moser of Fox 11, who is the in-stadium host. It's all coming up at Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, and today we're talking about the Jordy Nelson Charity Softball Game in Packers OTAs. To do that, we're joined by a guest. This is a pre-recorded interview, so enjoy. Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? Joining us here on Railbird Central is Josh Moser, host of the Jordy Nelson Charity Softball Game held at Fox City Stadium this past Saturday. Josh, welcome back on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Glad to have you on. Uh, We've had you on the show before, so we know about what you do for Fox 11 and hosting Inside the Huddle. But can you describe your role uh, for Saturday's Jordy Nelson softball game? Sure. I'm just basically the liaison between the fans and the team. We're putting together a big 30-minute show for our Inside the Huddle series so we can give everyone that didn't get a chance to go to the game or even everyone that was there just a little bit of insight from the field. So did all of the interviews and the dugouts with the guys talking about how they flipped the score, what they were liking, who was swinging, who was playing well, and just the little nuances that somebody might have missed. So we're going to bring that to everyone, and that's pretty much what I did. It was a great afternoon, great turnout. Yeah, from uh, what I followed on social media, it sure looked like it. Uh, Let's talk about the man the game is named after and why Nelson's doing it, because I understand he presented a pretty big check for charity on Saturday. He did. Uh, he and his wife, Emily, are very involved with Young Life. That is the, uh, the benefactor of the event. I believe they raised $130,000 for them. Uh, both Jordy and his wife are very active in uh, adoption. They've adopted two kids. They've actually just adopted a little girl not too long ago. And it was passed down to him from Donald Driver, who uh, had the event. We're going to do a legend series with Donald coming back. A little tidbit for you when he gets inducted into the Packers Hall of Fame next month. So, uh, but the charity Young Life, very near and dear uh, to Jordy and his wife, Emily. And, uh, of course, to put on show for the great fans of Wisconsin. Green Bay fans are, you know, like nothing else in the country. I met one person who came all the way from South Dakota <laughs> just to see the game. So anytime you can get the Packers together with their fans, no matter what time of year, it's always a great time. Very cool. Uh, let's talk about the game and the events surrounding the game. Demarius Randall won the home run derby for a second year in a row. Um, we know he was a former baseball player in college, but do, do you think this can tell us uh, a home run derby can tell us how good of an athlete he is? Because I think a lot of people are waiting for Randall to emerge in 2017. Uh, I don't think the home run derby is really indication. You know, he's just played the game. And I think he just has a lot more experience than anyone else, you know, as it goes for swinging a baseball bat. But on the field, a lot of people got to realize that Demarius Randall was really hurt last year with the groin. He had a lot of other things go on. 
obviously surgery to fix everything. And really the same with Quentin Rollins. He was really banged up as well. He had offseason surgery. So when you look at Demarius Randall, you know, he's a first-round pick. They say, God, you want all this production. You know, when he is healthy, he is very, very good. And I think now with the bigger corners that they just drafted, Kevin King, you saw a little bit of emergence of Gunther. I think you're going to see Demarius play more in the slot, and I think he's going to have a big year if he can be healthy. He really completes the package. You can't forget about Devon House with the speed coming back on the outside. Yeah, a lot of people hope that's the case for sure. Uh, but speaking of home runs, tight end Richard Rodgers won the game on a walk-off home run. Uh, Josh, is this an indication maybe that we shouldn't be sleeping on Richard Rodgers even after the acquisitions of Martellus Bennett and Lance Kendricks this offseason? You know, Richard's a great athlete, and I definitely know that the coaching staff recognizes that, and there's a reason that he's stuck around. There's a reason they go to Richard in tight situations, and of course everyone's thinking, you know, Martellus Bennett this, you know, Lance Kendricks that, but really what it does in bringing those guys in it allows them to run a two tight end set and where the Packers are so good, especially Aaron Rodgers, is in that play action game. And when you get that balance of the pass and the run and when you can put two guys down on the end that can both catch and block, it really gives that offense, you know, a lot of options, which makes it really difficult for defenses to match up. So whether it's Richard Rodgers in at two or three, you know, he gives them depth and he's definitely a starter that can be a backup but really really play well yeah and a good red zone target as well um josh how do you feel about an elite player like aaron Rodgers participating in an event like this and risking injury however remote just from the standpoint that he's one of the highest paid players in the nfl and i i know it's not like really competitive out there but i think people just kind of look at that and wonder a little you know, it's his choice to go out there and play. If he didn't feel comfortable, I'm sure he wouldn't be out there. But I know he and Jordy are very close, and he did it for them and, and the kids. But, you know, if you watched him, you know, during the game, which I did, you know, he was very nonchalant. It was very uh, particular in the steps. You know, he knew, you know, he needed to watch himself. And I'm all the players really know. They're not going out there 100%. <laughs> They're going out there to have a good time, put on a show for the Packer faithful, and they know what's at stake. They know they've got OTAs coming up again this week, mini camp. You know, they know how to take care of their bodies. They're they're professional athletes. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, I think so. Um, how close was the atmosphere on Saturday to a game at Lambeau Field? You alluded earlier to a guy coming all the way from South Dakota for the game. You know, it it's it's nothing like Lambeau. There's just nothing like Lambeau. But it's amazing. I think I don't know what the total tally was, but I want to say it was around ten thousand in attendance just to come out and see these guys play softball and it rained in the beginning but you know you had the Packers fans tailgating beforehand so a lot of similarities but you know Lambeau is just such a special place you know in the fall and then especially when it snows but to have all of these fans out here on a random Saturday you know the first weekend of June I don't think there's another team in the country that could pull something else off like this. Yeah, nearly 10,000 people. That's pretty impressive. Uh, before we let you go, Josh, any other notable highlights or interviews from the event that you know we may have missed for those of us that weren't in attendance? Oh, a lot of stuff happened. Uh, Latroy Guyon is a character. He's, he's very reserved, but you get the chance to see him a lot. He's Defense doesn't get a lot of love. He had a nice uh, backflipping catch over at first base, had a couple of home runs. Uh, he's just a really, really fun guy. We saw Jake Ryan 
get doused uh, with the Gatorade bath from Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. That was a cool little moment. Uh, Kentrell Bryce and Josh Hawkins had a nice little boxing match with those big gloves. Uh, you know, brought out the little minor league baseball tricks in the Timber Rattlers Stadium. <laughs> but it was just, uh, you know, seeing these guys just interact and smile with the fans, sign autographs. A lot of times, you know, football players, you don't get to see their faces because they're always wearing helmets. And I think that's one of the really special things about this event. You get to see these guys up close, see their faces, see what they look like, see their mannerisms. And, you know, that's what it's about. And when you have a great cause like this and you put the Packers along with it, I mean, it's just a great, great time. Well, thanks for taking us behind the scenes and in the Duggo and all that, Josh. Uh, what? When is the special? When will it air? When can people see it? I believe it starts this upcoming Saturday. It'll be 4.30 on Fox 11. It'll also air on our sister station, CW14, and we'll be sure to put everything on our website as well, fox11online.com. But uh, Jordy Nelson Softball, huge success, and we're looking forward to year five coming up uh, next June. Very cool. We'll send our listeners and viewers uh, to go check that out. Josh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Like I said, letting us uh, see behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, Keep up the good work there at Fox 11 and take care, all right? Thanks. Uh, Thank you for having me. Happy to help anytime. Once again, thank you to Josh Moser for being our guest on the show today as we talk about the Jordy Nelson charity softball game. Uh, Go check out the special on Fox 11 in Green Bay. And by all means, if you live outside the Green Bay footprint and media market, uh, check it out online. They even have a website inside the huddle.tv that I know they post a lot of content as well. So go check it out, folks. Uh, as soon as it's up. And with that, we'll continue on with the show. What the hell's going on out here? I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment, you know what, in that whole interview we did with Josh Moser, I don't think we shared the final score of the Jordy Nelson charity softball game. We told you that Richard Rodgers won the game on a walk-off home run, but the offense beat the defense 27 to 25. So just in case you were wondering, there you go. High scoring affair. In other news, however, we have a new development in the, at the punter position in Green Bay. In our last episode of Railbird Central, we knew that Jacob Schum was, ex, was exposed to waivers. Since that time, however, we learned he has cleared waivers, according to the NFL's transaction wire, and for the time being, he's been placed on the team's reserve-slash-injured list. So allow me to offer some clarification, because I may have given some misinformation in our last episode of Railbird Central, and my apologies go to our guest Kevin Mooney, and here's where the confusion stems from. And I think if I was confused, maybe some other people were as well. And I'll try to explain what's going on here. When players in the NFL have less than four years of service in the league, they have to be exposed to waivers before being placed on injured reserve. At least that's the case before the cutdown date during training camp. It's different for veterans who've been around at least four years. They have that four years of service time. They can be placed on injured reserve immediately, or at any time, I should say. But for a player like Jacob Schum, 
other teams at least had the opportunity to claim him. They did not, however, and for the time being, he's on the Packers reserve slash injured list. Now, at any point, the Packers and Shum could come to an injury settlement, which is a common occurrence in the NFL. The Packers do it quite a bit with players with of less than four-year service time during training camp. If a guy who's kind of one of those fringe uh, roster players gets hurt during camp, it, it happens. It's unfortunate, but it happens a, a fair amount. Whether or not that's likely to happen in this instance, however, is difficult to tell. Uh, all we know at this point in time is that Shum's injury had to be serious enough to warrant him being waived while injured. I'd like to know what happened, but at this point, there's been no reports of what caused Shum's injury. I've heard, I've seen it reported that's a back injury, but like when it happened, how it happened exactly, there's been nothing on that. Uh, I'd like to know what happened and and how severe it actually is because it, it isn't the type of thing, if if they're going to waive him injured and be placed on injured reserve, it isn't the type of thing where, oh, he'll get over it in a week and he'll be fine, where it's just a little soreness or something like that. It's got to be more severe than that. Not to say it's it, it had to be a career-ending injury or anything, but it's not just a little soreness. It, it had to be more significant. Um, it's possible Jacob Schum could stay on injured reserve with the Packers all season long. It's also possible the Packers could activate him from injured reserve, and with the new NFL rule allowing two players to be activated from IR this season as opposed to one in the past few years, uh, that perhaps became even more of a likely scenario for Schum. Of course, that would also mean the Packers would have to be unhappy with their punting situation and would have to make that move mid-season because players can come off injured reserve at week 8 of the NFL season at the earliest. So there's probably more than you wanted to know about the NFL's injured reserve rules and what may or may not happen. If I had to predict what will happen... I'd say the Packers will probably come to an injury settlement with Jacob Schum eventually, but it's possible they just keep him in their back pocket for now um, because there's no hurt in doing so as far as the the Packers are concerned. For right now, he doesn't count against the 90-man roster, which is good for them. That means they can fill his roster spot, which they did, uh, you know, when they placed Jacob Schum on injured reserve, adding a wide receiver in his place, some guy who can out there and be active and, and take that spot on the roster. A and for Schum, I mean, if he's injured, it doesn't hurt him being on a team's injured reserve then. He may not get paid as much money. I know there's there's a lot of times, you know, those, uh, I think they call them split contracts where if you are placed on injured reserve, you don't receive your full salary. You receive a fraction of it or a certain percentage of it. So that could be the case for Jacob Schum. But, I mean, that would be better than not receiving a paycheck at all or something like that. So it's possible the Packers just keep them in their back pocket for now. 
But, you know, if they decide, you know, Justin Vogel, the rookie they have, looks good, or they pick up somebody along the line that they like, that, like I said, they could at any time come to that, uh, you know, injury settlement and part ways officially with Shum. We'll just have to wait and see what happens here. Uh, but for now, he's on injured reserve. And uh, that's about all the updates I have in terms of Packers news. Um, you know, like I said, over the weekend, about the only Packers news that really came out was what happened at the Jordy Nelson softball game. And we, we already covered that in depth. There's been no more roster moves or anything like that. So that's about all I got for you from a news standpoint from the Green Bay Packers uh, of things that have broken since our last Friday's episode of Railbird Central. But we can take a look ahead. The day ahead. Players got the weekend off from practice, and as you learn, many of them spent it participating in the Jordy Nelson softball game. But they're back to work on Monday as OTAs resume in Green Bay. Monday's session, once again, however, is held behind closed doors in the Don Hudson Center. Only one day per week is open to the public and the media, and that's Tuesday, June 6th, when the Packers practice at 11.30 a.m. Central Time. That'll be preceded by Mike McCarthy's weekly off-season press conference at 10.10 a.m. Central Time to be streamed live on Packers.com. Uh, So with those events happening, we'll have plenty to talk about on our next episode of Railbird Central on Wednesday, talking about the latest developments from Packers OTAs. So that's what's happening with the current team as far as former Packers uh, or things like that. Today, Monday, is the Tellurian Charity Golf Outing. So lots of non-football events involving football players for charity this time of year during the offseason. Following Jordy Nelson's softball game, former Packers wide receiver Antonio Freeman hosts the Tellurian Charity Golf Outing, which is held in the Wisconsin Dells today on Monday as this show is being recorded. And he's invited all sorts of his former teammates and other athletes uh to join him uh for another good cause um i know i i briefly had taken a look at the invite list of who's taking part there and um uh, among those there would be former packers wide receiver andre risen one of the heroes of super bowl 31 all sorts of you know other players from that team cornerback doug evans and a host of others I know you can check it out at Tellurian.org if you want to learn more about that event. Um, it was open to anyone who wanted to participate and, and pay the money uh, to, to, to golf in it. Uh, obviously, uh, for charity, you have to pony up a little bit of money to do that. Um, but seeing as it's now the day of, um, if you haven't signed up already, it's it's probably a little too late to do so by now. Uh, but also on Monday, taking place in Maple Bluff, Wisconsin, right outside or right inside Madison. Uh, the Andy North Charity Golf Outing takes place as well. And on the guest list for that, 
is Packers board member Al Toon. Although he never played for the Packers, he played for the New York Jets. Kind of weird that a member of the Jets is on the Packers board of directors, but he is, uh, and it probably has more to do with his ties to the state of Wisconsin, being a uh, Wisconsin Badger and things like that, and somebody who just knows about the game in the NFL uh, that can that can provide that perspective and why he's been invited onto the Packers board of directors. I know he's taking part of that, as are a bunch of other celebrities and athletes and things like that. So they're raising money for the Andy North Foundation, which I noticed goes to benefit cancer research. So all sorts of Packers connections, like I said, taking part in charity outings, things like that um, this time of year. So that's as much of an update as I can give you on things related to the Green Bay Packers happening uh, around the Packers universe uh, here and now. Uh, but that, like I said, during the off season, that's about all I got at this time of year. We'll have a whole lot more to talk about on the next episode of Railbird Central after a practice takes place. The public, the media are there to cover it. So we'll know the developments that happen. We'll see if players come back. We know like Randall Cobb missed the last practice for the Green Bay Packers. That was open to the public. We'll see if he's back. I assume he will be. He was at Jordy Nelson's softball game. So we'll see. Find out new developments like that and discuss them this upcoming Wednesday, our next episode of Railbird Central. Already have our next guest lined up. It'll be Brian Fanfara of the Pack to the Future podcast. Uh, hope to have a whole series featuring those podcasters as we go, go through Packers OTAs, discuss Packers OTAs with them, things like that. So excited to have Brian on the show on Wednesday. And uh, yeah, uh, Railbird Central airs typically every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, live at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's a live edition, podcasted and on demand later in the day. We'll see you, folks. Have a good Monday. Have a good week. And uh, we'll talk to you again 48 hours from now or so um, to talk Packers OTAs. Uh, thank, to, thank you to Josh Moser for being our guest on today's show. And on behalf of everyone at Cheesehead TV, We'll see you later, folks. I leave you today with a song called All My Life by DJ Harry on Sci Fidelity Records. See ya. Go, pack, go. Go, pack, go.